It's called wokeness, and it's a plague. A plague that places tyranny before freedom, criminality over virtue, and hate over love. It's a plague that threatens what millions have died for. Victory at all costs. Victory in spite of all terror. Victory however long and hard the road may be. We will fight it. We will defeat it. We will eradicate it. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the least woke man in America. Hello, Never Woke Nation. This is the Least Woke Man in America. And my God, what a week we have had go on in the United States of America. Between January 6th, Supreme Court rulings, now the economy has shrank again for another quarter. As you can imagine, when you do a podcast, a current events podcast like this one, it's easy to say, where in the heck am I supposed to even begin? Well, like any time you're overwhelmed, overwhelmed, Life, really the only option is to break it down in little pieces and make it more manageable. So the first piece we will start with is abortion. Abortion. Okay. Or as many of you say, no, as I often do on these podcasts, because you've seen it before with your own eyes with left-wing people, especially women. Abortion! <laughs> That's the group we're dealing with, folks. Like it or hate it. Um, <laughs> the baby eaters, as I call them. And again, I want to make it clear my whole thing with abortion. Okay, so there's pro-life people like myself. Even within the pro-life group, there's variations as far as, um, you know, pro-life does not always mean people consider themselves pro-life that the next day a morning-after pill is an abortion. Even within the a pro-life community. There's debates as far as weeks and months, etc. And then within the pro-choice, there's the washi people within the pro-choice group, wishy-washy, excuse me. You know, people who will say, uh, I don't like abortion. I wouldn't have one myself. I wouldn't want to be responsible for one. If I had a daughter or family member, I'd try to talk them out of it. But I don't think you're going to outlaw it. It's like smoking a joint. You know, good luck trying to outlaw that. And like many of you, I understand where those people are coming from. But when you get into the Whoopi Goldberg, Joy Behar, Gloria Steinem, Jane Fonda, Nancy Pelosi crowd, you know, that are just the ones you see protesting, the Amy Schumers, the Hollywood group, the ones who, as I always say, and this is really pathetic on their part, even certain men, Howard Stern, that abortion is the nucleus in the atom when it comes to their politics. And I just find that so disgusting. When you live in a country, I find it, even though they're the open mind ones, never forget that, um, and they will be more than happy to tell you, you're living in one of the freest, wealthiest countries in the history of mankind. So if you have any respect for people who live in third world countries, dictatorships to this day, people who lived in feudal systems centuries ago, people who lived under the horrors of Soviet communism, North Korean communism, and then you look at this country and the fact you live here, and then you make abortion the only issue that you care about, that's your big thing when you go to vote, it's freaking pathetic, all right? Let's say it how it is. That isn't a pathetic way to live. I don't care how much successful someone is, how much money they have, even like a Howard Stern, how popular they are. That is a pathetic existence. And they really, they should be ashamed of themselves. But what you will find is the people of that mentality have a psychological incapacity to feel shame. And so 
that's that. And the other thing, while I'm on that subject, what I want to make clear is, and a lot of you really need to understand this, there is so much condescension that takes place on the pro-choice side. As far as if you're the type of person who's against abortion, you're setting women back. You don't care about women's bodies, uh, even though a lot of like you know conservative uh, Christian families uh, will you know try to at least even though not always successfully refrain from having sex before marriage, just you know to make sure the relationship just isn't purely sexual out of respect for the woman, and then you know these types swoop in these Hollywood types. And lecture us on you know treating a woman woman right, and then there's the other part that uh, floors me that you and I might look at the image of a sonogram, especially four or five months years old, where the head is forming, there's blood, there's a heartbeat, there's hands. We see a human being forming, regardless of the human being is attached to the mother's body, um, and the fact that you know some a procedure will take place to end that, the existence of that fetus. And we are very taken back by that. And so, and disturbed by that. And now we're supposed to be lectured by a group of people who obviously aren't very taken back by that procedure and what's going to happen there. So much so that they think the reason we are against abortion is because uh, we want control over a woman's body. I mean, I don't want control over Joy Behar's body. I don't want control over Whoopi Goldberg's body, Amy Schumer's body. There's a lot of women on the American left need to know, myself and a lot of other guys, do not want control over your body. Trust me, 100%. But I think the reason they come to that conclusion, which is so nuts, it's so ridiculous, it is because they lack that initial uh, reaction that you and I have. And so they do mental gymnastics to come up with this woman's body thing. So now you have the people who aren't taken back by the end of that four or five months fetus life lecturing the people who are about how they have control issues and no respect for women and no respect for people. Well, pump the freaking brakes here. This is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous, and I'm not apologizing for it, and neither should you. So, so where are we? The Roe versus Wade was overturned in this country. Let me spell it out to you in a way um, that can be shared among your at least moderate Democratic friends, because the far there's nothing to work with with the extreme group. They're not the land of highly open-minded. Zero listening. So, but among moderate Democrats or moderate pro-choice people, whatever you want to say, what they need to know is abortion was not outlawed. There's a difference between Roe versus Wade being overturned and abortion being outlawed. Believe it or not, I was on YouTube and there was a piece from the BBC British Broadcasting Corporation that did a better job spelling this all out than most American media pieces that I have seen about this. So, the other part is... Um, Roe versus Wade was kind of a mess legally. I'm not an expert to begin with. You're not going to believe this, and you will not hear this anywhere on the MSNBC, CBS, the usual suspects. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, you know, the great matriarch to feminist, the leader, even though, you know, frankly, she could have been a team player and retired. She had health issues under Obama, and probably a lot of this would have never happened. So 
a classic uh, <laughs> classic feminist, not exactly a team player. So anyway, um, even she said, and her and Scalia, who's also deceased, you know, the both lions of the Supreme Court, two radically different uh, attitudes towards the Constitution, two radically different uh, legal minds, but they both agreed Roe versus Wade, the actual thinking behind it was terrible. And it, it was not great legal work on the Supreme Court's part. She Even she said that. So Roe versus Wade being overturned simply sent the entire abortion issue, which the word abortion is not in the Constitution, which of course was written by white men, so why would it be? They really didn't care. Anyway, um, so was sent back to the states for state legislators to decide on issues, on this issue. So here's how this works. I really believe this. If we, in a non-hysterical, God forbid way, think this through, what is most likely to happen when all the emotion subsides with this issue, which probably is at least a couple years, a couple election cycles, before the truth gets out as far as what's taking place here? Well, I think that in a way, it will make state legislature elections way more important. Like I say, how what percentage of the American population even knows the name or party affiliation of their local state representative in the state legislator or in the state senate? Is it 15%? Because so much power has transferred to the federal government over the years, which was wrong. And that's one thing I was going to mention before about Scalia and Ginsburg. Not only did they think the thinking behind Roe versus Wade was wrong, both of them, and they're not the only Supreme Court justices to think this way, thought the Supreme Court in the United States, even though they were highly respected members of it, had become way too powerful. Way too powerful. That it, because of laziness and more importantly cowardice on Congress and state legislators on their parts, uh, they constantly want to punt everything to the Supreme Court to non-elected people for them to decide. And the Supreme Court justices for decades now have saw that and were irritated by it. So, uh, so, so because of that and for other reasons, I mean, kind of the new world order and starting in 1946 after World War II, the United States federal government has become incredibly powerful, way more so than the founding fathers ever intended. So all the Supreme Court did was send this issue back to the states, which again, now I believe will make state legislator elections way more, um, way more intense than they used to be, especially like in purple states. Um, you know, and so in a way, a lot of people worried about how this will affect the coming elections this year. Well, I got news for you. The economy keeps going the way it's going. Maybe it will help the Democrats a sliver. But now it's looking we have a sec like we have a second quarter of GDP shrinkage. Inflation will probably slow down, but nothing dramatic. A gas will still be expensive. People are still working in a middle class people. Even though Janet Yellen recently said, I mentioned this before, that working class people have big buffers in the bank, which is insane. Um, you know they will be miserable still by election time, and I really don't think. Uh, abortion will be this big rat, red flashing thing when they go into the, the voting booth. It will be, you know, for the 
62-year-old sociology professor at a state college that's making $100,000 a year, has a great pension, health insurance. Um, to her, yes, she can run right in there and pull that lever and in her cat covered cat hair covered sweater and just do whatever she needs to do and protest and blah 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 but that is not a big percentage of the population so the point is i think it will help the democrats to sliver this election cycle but state legislative elections are going to take on a whole new meeting and frankly a lot of you probably don't want to hear this my opinion is that could affect uh, like in purple states, and not as much even, but even red states, shifting the entire legislature a little more left. Does that mean some major seismic shift? No, but I think it will have repercussions on that because now, like the founding fathers intent, intended, and we'll talk about the West Virginia EPA thing, more of that is going toward the states, and that that's the fallacy in all this. You will see headline after headline about how the Supreme Court just dragged America back. It's You would think, you know, they should all have be dressed like the Taliban, the six, well, r r <laughs> the five real conservatives, and I don't know what you would do with uh, uh, Roberts, but should be sitting up there dressed like the Taliban when they make these decisions, which sending, uh, and the ironic thing, this is how hopefully, hopelessly ignorant some of these people are, Sending power back to the states, whether it's guns, whether it's business, was it whether it's abortion, is a freedom-enhancing exercise on the Supreme Court's part. Okay, just like we have checks and balances between Congress, the President, the Supreme Court, sending power to states rather than the federal government absorbing all of it is just one more form of checks and balances, as far as I'm concerned. You know, people are much more likely to personally know and meet and talk to their state legislative person and have, have an ability to contact them and talk to them. I have before my own about different things than a congressman, especially a senator, or even the president or somebody in the White House. That's what the Founding Fathers intended. And that's what's being lost in all this ridiculous hysteria. I mean, you look at certain people that are the biggest zealots with this stuff and you wonder what they would score on a test if you gave them 50 multiple choice questions about american history uh, the constitution checks and balances the role of the supreme court some of the biggest loudmouths on the left you wonder how they would even score on that exam because of their pathetic understanding of all this stuff and they take that pathetic understanding take a tons of emotion and just you know, just it turns into complete bedlam. So, um, abortion <laughs> is not outlawed. As a matter of fact, I did a podcast a while back called The Coming Abortion Underground Railroad. And you can see it taking place. I call it big abortion now. I mean, remember we had, uh, it started in the early 90s with Bush versus Gore. We get uh, big oil, big pharmaceutical, big tobacco, big tobacco. <laughs> now we have big, we're going to have big abortion. Uh, you know, we already have big environmental, which we'll talk about. The massive amount of money certain left-wing people are making off climate change so now we have big abortion is about to take place in the blue states there, there's no denying that i mean it's going to be a massive industry like i've said before 
you might be driving down a highway and see great big, I call them the abortion dump trucks. You look right up, you might even see the fetuses stacked right over the side as the arms and legs and heads. And um, the bluer the state, the bigger the fetus because um, the bluer the state, the later the term abortion. New York and California talk about, well, New York, it's allowed in some circumstances to have post birth abortion, which the people who have a soul is called murder. And that um, idea is spreading. It's being brought up now in California. So the more progressed states, the bigger the babies will be on the abortion dump trucks, because that's the sign of progress. Higher crime rates, greater income inequality, which is higher in blue states than red states, and bigger fetuses on the abortion dump trucks. That's how you know you are reaching your zenith as a society. A lot of you are late to the game on this. You really need to get caught up. And so, I mean, you could have a hypothetical example where you're driving down the road, you know, listen to my podcast, other right-wing podcast, audio book, whatever you want to do. And, uh, you look up and there's the abortion dump truck right in front of you. And, you know, being in a blue state like I live in, you could have a nice little uh, hybrid right next to it. And the lane right next to it with the, you know, you know the type. They have the hybrid and they have the bumper sticker on one side that says coexist with the different religious symbols. And then on the other side, there's a bumper sticker that says fuck Trump. There's just a lot going on inside of that car, probably being driven by a woman who says, you know, free mom hugs t-shirt, and there you go. She looks right, you know, and then that's the sign of evolution. You have that hybrid right there with a the dump truck full of fetuses, bitten bumps. They're all bouncing around, and that's what big abortion is going to look like. But no, I mean, you're going to have hotels. Um, I've said, you know, if you own an office building, it might be, uh, if you see any vacant office buildings for sale in some of the deep blue states, gobble them up, because, I mean, you can throw an abortion clinic in there in two seconds, the way things are going, maybe put a hotel next door, it's going to be huge. You are going to see people who think people like you and I are the worst human beings on, beings on the planet make millions off abortion uh, while making fun of Christianity, while making fun of gun owners, hunters, while making fun of rednecks, all at the same time. They will be making millions off abortion as they talk about how awful Republicans are. Oh my God, they're just so effing awful. So, <laughs> and that's the world we have uh, created for ourselves, as I say many times. But guess what? At least now it's somewhat quarantined. We will see, we'll be able to juxtapose red states versus blue states the value system, how this all plays out. And I really believe too, and I leave it on this, This one, one another thing no one's thinking about long-term, I really believe you're going to see condom sales, birth control pill sales explode. You're going to see changes in behavior. The left makes the case, oh, you, you won't see a, a, re, a reduction in the total number of abortions because of all this. And, and, and they will be, of course, peeking around the corner. They're going to be dying they're going to be looking for the coat hanger horror stories too, also in red states. So just get ready for that. But the other thing is, you'll see condom birth control pills explode. You'll be seeing more, way more discipline as far as people, sexual discipline. I'm not going to get into details, but you know what I'm talking about because people are going to have this in the back of their mind, right or wrong, which will, of course, if there's less 
pregnancies, then there's going to be less abortions. And I want to say that, of course, this is where the smirkers and laughers would probably be laughing at me. I'm not saying there's not going to be unwanted pregnancies and all this, that there's some, because I'm not a utopian. The left is the utopians where they come up with this fantasy nonsense. And if you just legislate it, it all comes into the fruition. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying with abortion less available, especially later term abortions or the idea out there, even though it's not necessarily true that abortion is not available, you will see changes in behavior that could have taken place all along. But like it's human nature to think when people get get away with something, they, you know, they have more lax standards for themselves. But that the important takeaway is again, overturning Roe versus Wade and sending it to the states is different than outlawing the abortion, which only the BBC and maybe Fox News seems to be able to report correctly well that's it for the rove the excuse me not rose right the way the abortion podcast uh so, <laughs> but it's uh great to be back creating another video and podcast for all of you and i will be back soon because we still have the epa versus west virginia which is a massive seismic shift in america might be bigger the abortion to that crowd of course the abortion overturning of Orbis's wave is huge but for if you care about rights business rights just general f- freedom in general epa versus west virginia is huge we have to talk about uh cassidy blassie ford anita hill hutchinson and her repulsive time in front of the january 6 eight percent inflation no one cares committee and so many other issues well take care of yourself everybody and i will be back with another episode of the least woke man in america